0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, book lovers. This is Taylor, aka The Bird from Keeping the Bird. And welcome to this potentially new episode type where Kami and I will be hosting individual podcast episodes that are either labeled kiwi or bird edition. I must admit, I'm a little lonely here without Kami at my side because Kami is the brains, the wit and the cleverness of the operation. And so I feel like a tricycle right now that's missing a wheel. But I am very excited to try out this new episode type, and I'm very curious about if you guys like it, if it's something that you'd be interested to see more in the future, hear more in the future, and we hope that these episodes could potentially be a way for us to maximize our content while kind of working around our own schedules, especially around the holidays, which are naturally a little bit crazy. Today's episode, I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about something that's very, very important to me, and that is how to win a snowball fight and if you're going taylor that's not a very important thing i assure you it is because winning a snowball fight gives you a sense of security and a boost of confidence that you only otherwise get when you play capture the flag and you win and when you take the flag it's it's that same feeling it's very integral to the human experience now, if you'd like to donate to Cueing the Bird, you're welcome to either click the link in the episode info or visit us on Venmo, which is also at Cueing the Bird. Across the board, we do go by at Kewing the Bird. So if you haven't visited us on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, feel free to check us out because we love hosting giveaways and activities and we love asking you all for book recommendations and getting your feedback. And so we'd love to have you there if you're not already a part of our little social media families. And if you just kinda wanna just peer in and occasionally see what we're doing, we'd love that too. And now onto the show. So the experience that I've had that will be fueling this episode and this story was back in ninth grade. So I was probably about 15 years old, I would guess. And there's going to be a few key players in this story. I am one of them just because I am the point of view. Another key player is going to be someone I'm going to be calling Ryan. That is not his real name, but if he's listening, he will know it's him because Ryan is kind of a clever choice. But also, i do something to him in this story that uh, I don't think he'd forget unless if this occurrence gave him a concussion, which he argues it did. I don't know. It's up for speculation. You can't, you can't connect the dots. I don't, my hands were clean of it. But I do hope your head is okay, Ryan. So back in the day, a few friends and I would go doorbell ditching every Saturday with my mom. And yes, my mom was a part of it. My mom is the most adventurous, fun, spontaneous, loving, supportive person on the planet. She really wanted my friends and I to always feel encouraged to pursue our crushes. And to do that she suggested that we doorbell ditch our crushes some cute little punny candy related thing, like with a Snickers bar, oh you always make me snicker. Have a great day. Signed anonymous. You know, like just something really fun that we could leave on our crushes doorsteps. And ultimately our crushes caught wind that we were the ones doing it. It took a while. It took like a actually took probably around a year before our crushes figured out that it was me and my two other friends who were doorbell ditching them with my mom and so we kind of orchestrated a standoff like the last doorbell ditch of doorbell ditching like this is it our final confrontation will be settled over a snowball fight in one of our crush's front yards and yes we did get his parents permission We were very much goody-two-shoes. Whenever we doorbell-ditched, we did literally the smallest knock on the door. I'm surprised they even knew that the candy was there. And so we decided, okay, settle it with a snowball fight. We're all going to get on this front lawn. And we're just going to go at it. We're going to give each other like five minutes to make as many snowballs as we can. And then we're just going to go ham, basically. Now Ryan, our key player, at that point was like a six-foot-two football player who was on, who was on the defensive line. He was massive, but he was kind of like a big friendly giant off the field. He really was quite a gentle person, but he was also very competitive. And normally I would not call myself competitive. Kami says I'm only really competitive in Mario Kart and laser tag, which we can tell you guys another time. But in this instance, I really wanted to win this snowball fight. For some reason, it felt like my honor was on the line, even though it really wasn't. It was really quite casual. It was supposed to be fun and almost kind of flirty. This was the instance. It wasn't supposed to be serious, but I wanted to win. And so we say, three, two, one, fight! And the snowball- snowballs are flying. People are getting hit in the face, the backside. People are slipping on the snow and falling. Everyone's going down, their screams in the air, it's intense. I'm being blinded by frosty flecks. I can no longer feel the grounding underneath me because everything's so slippery and so bright. And my snowballs run out and Ryan is coming toward me, all six foot two of him, all defensive line of him. He was a massive man. <laughs> and I notice nearby that there was a snow shovel, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is what King Arthur must have felt like when he picked up Excalibur from the stone, that was what I felt like when I looked at that snow shovel, I looked at that snow shovel, and I was like, not only will that bring me victory, but it'll bring me salvation, and it will cleanse my soul, so I dashed over to the snow shovel, I picked it up, And I just started shoveling and dumping snow on everyone I could find. I think I would accidentally even do it to my own allies, the two girls who I'd go doorbell ditching with. I didn't care. I couldn't see, but it didn't matter. If someone came toward me, even if it was 10 feet away, if they even turned in my direction, I considered it a threat. And so I would just dump huge sheets of snow on them with the snow shovel. And I felt like I was turning the tides of the war which in actuality, I probably wasn't. I think I was just making everyone cold. (laughs) But in that moment, I felt like I was in a movie And Ryan noticed that I went for the snow shovel, that I grabbed the snow shovel, that I was now creating destruction with the snow shovel. And with that six foot two-ness of him, he decided, I am going to take the snow shovel from her because she's dumped enough snow on me right now that I need revenge. So Ryan comes charging at me. And it felt almost biblical. David and Goliath. Taylor and Ryan, the football player who was now competitive, who was now on the snowy field without fear of death. But I knew I had to meet him in equal stride. I couldn't just stand back. I couldn't run away. When, I, when you take the responsibility of a snow shovel upon yourself, you must wield it with the whole of your heart. You can't back out. You can't be a coward. And so as Ryan came charging toward me, I got the biggest shovel of snow that I could so much that I almost couldn't even lift it up. It was such a heavy load. And he kept running toward me. I said, I'm going to throw snow on you. I'm going to throw snow on you. I gave him a warning, two warnings actually, according to my retelling, but he did not stop. Ryan persisted. And so I brought the snow shovel over my head and I went to dump the snow on him. But the issue was is that with his trajectory, with the speed at which he was running and with his lack of fear, the fact that he would not back down, I, instead of putting snow on him, which I did, I also unintentionally whacked him in the head with the snow shovel. And so all six foot two-ness of Ryan went down. And when he crashed with the earth, it was like an earthquake erupted. There was so much vibrational force. It was like conquering a massive beast. And now the world was punishing me for it. And he was down on the ground. And I stepped back. And then my Excalibur snow shovel fell from my hands. And I think instead of asking him if he was okay, I think I said, we win! (laughs) And the war was done. I had gone too far in truth so we decided to call it. (laughs) And Ryan was okay. He claimed that he got a concussion from the snow shovel, but also the next night he played football and got tackled on the ground really hard. I'm like, was it me or was it football? Was it me or your career choice? I don't know. I don't know. But that snow shovel started and ended the fight. So my advice to you If you are going to be participating in a snowball fight this holiday season, this winter season, I encourage you to find a snow shovel. And this shows that I have not learned my lesson. I have not learned to be gentler in my years. I have not learned that some weapons are just too powerful. No, if you are in a snowball fight, find the closest snow shovel that you can and show that you are the winter beast. You are the thing in the night to be feared. You are what the wind quakes to touch. You are Excalibur. And that's my wisdom to you. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let me know what you thought about this. Do you agree? Is this the way to win a snowball fight? Or is it better to just follow the rules? Is it better to be a good person? (laughs) Because I'm very curious. Or what's your strategy? If you've been in a snowball fight, what's your go-to? Do you kind of hide behind A man-made snow shield and just launch snowballs over it do you pull an elf where you just kind of machine gun throw it throw the snowballs let me know because i am both curious and i would love to broaden my arsenal if you agree with me feel free to hashtag birdbrain on instagram or twitter because i'd love to see what you guys think see if you agree see if you don't see your thoughts and so if you want me to see hashtag birdbrain For Kami, on her episode, her hashtag will be hashtag Kiwi Power. And so whenever you agree with us, whenever you disagree with us, whenever you want to get our attention, feel free to do hashtag Kiwi Power or hashtag Brain. For my co-host Kami, we both hope you have a wonderful bookish day and that your next read is epic. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh happens.